go time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're here. We've been here for half hour, 45 minutes, but we had to do some uh, scrapping. Some scrapping, as usual, <laughs> some technical problems. Uh, nothing Alex couldn't fix with a lot of gaff tape. And, and a utility ladder and an ottoman. <laughs> it's a real setup. You should take a picture of the setup so we can tweet it. It's pretty incredible. Uh, plus, Arthur wouldn't stop calling and interrupting the live feed over well, and over. Well, it was about his birthday party. It was great. I love how we're like, hey, we told you not to call unless it's an emergency. We're taping the podcast. And he's like, I know, but this will only take five minutes. And then like, oh, OK, well, what is it? It's about my, my birthday. Like, OK, what? <laughs> Goodbye. Clearly an emergency. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Couple Skate. Oh, welcome to Couple Skate. So he's a Taurus. He is a Taurus. That's two, your problem. Two Tauruses. Oh, Jesus Henry Christ. Henry and Arthur are both Tauruses. And they, like, you know how some people are like, oh, I don't really believe in astrology, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, you read the thing and you're like, oh, wow, that's actually, <laughs> that is how Henry and Arthur both are, like, fully Taurus, where it's, like, stubborn, you know, all the things. Very- My dad is the Taurus. Just called him today. His mm-hmm. birthday is today. My brother, My Taurus. Brother, my brother yesterday. My grandpa, birthday. Taurus. My uncle, Taurus. I'm I'm Taurus up to here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the Taurus. Yeah. It's a it's a handful. The Tauri. It's a it's a handful of a sign. Yeah. We have had the most uh, wildly stressful week, um, which is this is perfect to launch into. So Arthur's birthday was on Wednesday. Um, he always comes back from, we've talked before, he always comes back from his dad's missing 19 assignments. So he, he, he leaves with C's, comes back with F's <laughs> and we get him back to a C and then he's back to an F. Mm-hmm. So he came back and he had a ton of work. So Tuesday we were, he had two essays and a bunch of work. Plus guess what? They're his dad. Uh, let him skip the ISATs, which you're not actually allowed to do. And I, so I had, they were like, oh no, we're opted out. So I talked to their principal, not opted out. They just, she was like, no, they have to legally, they have to do these. There's consequences if they don't. I don't know what it is, but I was like, <laughs> well, just I think do it goes on your permanent record. If something happens. <laughs> they hit you with a ruler. I'm not sure. Normally, I wouldn't really care, but I was like, you're not doing any school anyway. Just do the ISS. So Tuesday, we were like, why don't you work on all this stuff so that on Wednesday on your birthday, you're not trying to finish two essays and the ISATs. And he was like, no, 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 that's stupid. Um, so then Wednesday, he was really at the, by the time he took the ISATs, he had was really like at the end of his rope and super grumpy. And uh, I was out, we were outside working in the yard and uh, I could hear over the sound of the mower, could hear him screaming obscenities at his brother. So I run inside, he's yelling top of his lungs, uh, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? He and his brother continue to have like this escalating yelling boy fight. I'm, I'm like, trying to break it up but also like hey 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 and finally I like send one out of the room sit Arthur down and do like the full like mean mom like you do not have to have a birthday party I hope you realize (laughs) your birthday party we're letting him have a couple friends over to to sleep out on the trampoline on Saturday and I'm like we don't have to do anything for your birthday. I hope you realize. Like, and also because I was mowing the lawn, we, we bought him a used trampoline for his birthday. Alex was out there setting it up. And I'm like, while we're out there slaving away, setting up your trampoline. I'm sorry, you have three so- teen sons and you mow the lawn? Well, I, okay. Yeah. Excuse me? Only because, <laughs> only because repeatedly I'm like, oh, okay. So you mowed my roses, all of my roses, all of my irises. After like the fourth time, of them mowing everything not grass in the yard. I just was like, this is going to be something I do. I, I, me or Alex, because I uh, I don't know if it's on accident or on purpose. All I know is no flower stands a chance in that. Even though I've walked them around and been like, grass, iris, grass, roses. Like I've showed them still, they just go through. They're devils devils i'm so so mad at them this week for yeah. that and for a million so they're they're yelling at each other i break it up i give them i give him the like mean mom talk of like you're not having a birthday honestly because like sometimes as a parent like i'm not proud of that but i just like with covid with online school with everything i like i think in one day we all hit our limit in just this terrible like very upset way and i was like chewing him out and i was like and like saying a thing and like henry came back in and was yelling at me and i was supposed to go take him to get work pants and i was like go buy your own pants like (laughs) just not effective parenting and i'm not defending any of this it was definitely like at the end of my rope 
So then Alex comes in. He's like, excuse me, excuse me. And then I'm like, what? And he's like, get, get out here. And like, I'm like, what? And we go outside and he's like, okay, so just so everybody knows, the administrator for the ISATs has the mic and camera on Arthur's phone or Arthur's computer. And could he hear and see all of that? And I was like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> so not only did we have like a massive family meltdown, which we haven't, we've had a couple like bumps here and there, but that was like, I just feel like a right at the end of COVID, everybody just hitting their fill, just a big, big emotions that have nothing to do with the tests or um, Arthur was furious because Henry wouldn't stop beatboxing while he was trying to take the eye sets. That's valid. That's a valid reason to say what the fuck over and over to your brother. I feel like I didn't disagree with his reason later when I was like, why were you cussing at your brother? He was like, he wouldn't stop beatboxing. And I was like, what a dick. Oh, my God. So that administrator heard all of that. So after that, I was I was so frazzled and we've just had such a stressful week. And um, we were at we were at the store and Alex, he ran in. I was on the, on a work call he ran in and he came out and he had bought giant novelty <laughs> boxing gloves for the kids and because we just got that trampoline and we were like all fights are settled on the trampoline now with the boxing gloves so I tweeted that and this is the good news I've been excited to share with you I tweeted that and today a boxing company uh tweeted back at me that they were like hey we sell boxing stuff blah 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 we and like you know link to their stuff and I was like are you offering to sponsor my bad parenting <laughs> And I was just joking. Yes, they actually are looking to sponsor something. So Couples Gay maybe has its first. And, you know, really appropriately, it's boxing gear. You know what I love more than anything is a good head injury. <laughs> uh, I don't even watch boxing because I'm always just like, oh, stop hitting each other in the yeah, head. You're going to get a frontal lobe injury. So we we might have a boxing boxing glove and equipment they personalize uh they asked if i they were like we might sponsor you if you're legendary and i was like <laughs> yeah man i'm pretty legendary i not a month ago had to yell at my kids to not use toilet seats as weapons uh so that's i feel like pretty legendary right that's pretty good stuff so we may have our first sponsor. Oh, I hope so. Uh, that would be my favorite if we got that to be our sponsor. I want only sponsors that are so inappropriate for couple skate, like a boxing, um, maybe some, I don't know, like um, some fishing gear, something that, I mean, I guess we both would go fishing, but just some stuff that like, like boxing, I feel like you couldn't get further <laughs> from what the theme of this well, show it's is. Well, it's similar. I did, I did roller hockey. Oh, okay. For a while. And they had those gigantic gloves that look like something from like a Marvel comic book. Yeah. They're so massive. I have tiny hands and they, they made me look like my hands were like one third of my body. Yeah. And then you'd have like this this cage um, on a uh, helmet. No, um, no other gear, no shoulder pads. No, you did. But you I did. liked okay. to just wear the gloves <laughs> and the helmet. Okay, so then never mind. We're ready for gloves. Let's, what if the next one, if we do get sponsored, we'll just, we will, our promotion will just wear gloves the whole time. We'll just hold the mic like this and just be like, so how is, how is parenting? I just want somebody to wrap my hands with that tape and then yes. lace me up in those gloves because those are the gloves that you can't even get into it yourself. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You just have to kind of stand there. And, then, and they wrap your hands with that that uh, athletic tape stuff. Yeah. And then I feel like you should already be sweating at that point. I would be. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's more of like a luche, Lucho Libre kind of a situation? I wish it was because I feel like that I would, I would be really into. Honestly, I think that this is just more like straight boy boxing, you know, just like I realize women do it too, but. The responses from asking if I was legendary, I was like, "These are straight men. These are, these are definitely straight men." So uh, I don't know. I just think you know it might be exciting. Could be something. Uh, I'd say look into it. Yeah, see what you can do. Yeah. If not, we'll take stamps.com. Yeah, any stamps.com <laughs> mattresses are us. Whatever they want to throw at us, that's fine. Yeah. And then after that, so we had kind of a mumpy week and it's been really busy. And um, some of that was Henry got his driver's license last week. This week has been all about getting insurance, getting his, you know, getting all the stuff figured out for him for a car. And um, last night was his first. He was like, I'm going to go pick up my friend. We're going to go drive around. Oh and um, it just so happened, like all three of the kids took off with for the first time, you know, because they're starting to say like, you know, vaccinated people can hang out and stuff. So the boy, big boys are both fully vaccinated. So I was like, OK, you can hang out with your friends. And Arthur went to a friend's house. And then around like 830, I was like, 
oh, I guess I should like tell them at what point to come home. <laughs> like there's like, I, I was like, I used to have a whole situation, like a curfew. I used to be like, you have to be home. And I couldn't, I can't remember what time I used to have them. I don't know. I don't remember. I, they haven't gone anywhere in a year. So I was like, hey, be home by nine. And at like 930, Calvin sent me a picture of him with some friends on top of camels back. And I was like, or 10, you know, like whatever, <laughs> I guess. Like I was like, okay, or 10, you know, just what I, and I, then I realized like, I'm so excited for them to get out of the house and have fun this summer. They have been part of the reason we we like had that fight is because we have just been on each other's toes for a year and, you know, three months or whatever. And I feel like everybody's just kind of so at their end of their rope and sick of each other. And I'm very, I'm just very excited for them to like go and have lives and go do things and not just be around the house all the time. And it was so nice with them gone yesterday, even for just like a few hours. Oh God, it was just like, Oh, I remember this. I remember not having a kid always just like right there in your grill calling <laughs> you asking about birthday. Are we still doing a party? I told you we'd do a party. I was always an empty threat. <laughs> it reminds me of this. Do you know the writer Patrick McManus? He's from Idaho. Yeah. I think he's from Idaho. But anyways, he writes stories. My dad used to read his stories to us. And there was a story about cabin fever, which always resonated with me. And it was um, that you could hear the dandruff fall, the other person's dandruff falling <laughs> onto yeah. their shoulders. Mm -hmm. And you would just go like rabid insane. And I feel like for the last month or so, I've been listening to somebody else's dandruff fall. <laughs> yeah, I that's exactly like I feel like the kids are so sick of me and I'm so sick of them. And last night was like the first time like they were all gone. And some of that for me... I mean, I know like they do go back and forth, you know, and same with same with your kid. But mm -hmm. like I'm also so busy usually when they're gone because I'm trying to catch up on everything that I can't do while they're home. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny because like this last whole week, every time we tried to go have sex, the kids would come and like one of them would knock on the door, two of them occasionally, like one after the other. And so we just kept getting interrupted and getting interrupted. And um, last night they left and we had sex three times. <laughs> They were gone. Not that we were just like, yeah, yeah. And then today I'm wearing heels and a skirt. And I'm like, found my mojo, feeling better. Like I've this whole year I've been like, oh, I feel like crap. And I'm like, yeah, your kids have been around. It's so hard to feel like a sexual being with your kids always like, we're in a hot even pocket. like a human person. Yeah, even a human, just a, just a thing, not a thing, not a, you know, a burrito delivery system. <laughs> Just I, I finally felt like for the last time I was like, oh, man, I've got my mojo back. Like, I feel like a person again. I feel like that has uh, there's some kind of astrological component as well, because I definitely felt yesterday like more powerful and more confident and not as depressed. Um, but then we had like a giant run in with Drone Boy again. And no. Yes. And, <laughs> and so I just was like, oh. It, it just took me down a notch. I was like, I was just there. It felt like we were coming out of it. But I realized you like you so easily can just go straight back into those. Patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It, you were right. You were uh, on the so precipice. What happened? Oh, well, it was just the same thing. It was so he has been flying the drone every single evening for multiple hours, about two hours doing the same thing that he has always done. He's never changed his behavior. Even after the restraining order. Even. Everything? Oh, especially not because of the restraining order. So yesterday he was out and um, well, he'd the four days prior, he'd been out there and I like take video and I write it down and, you know, do everything that I'm supposed to do. But it's like beautiful out and I want to be in my yard. I don't yeah. want to be in my house and I don't want to be hearing like over my fucking house. And so um, I was getting increasingly irritable with him all week long and I saw across the street there is uh, a couple of gals who are probably in their early 30s or late 20s they're super fit and beautiful and he is really interested in them and so they were out on their driveway with like yoga mats and I saw a girl, one of their friends pull up and they were all going to do like a workout in their garage because they're super fit and they're always working out. And I came inside and said to Dave, well, they're setting up a working out situation. I was like, I will bet you money. Drone boy goes out 
and starts droning around because he's obsessed with them. He like hovers over their hot tub. Oh my God. And so lo and behold, he comes out shirtless. Oh. Shirtless. And I think what he was trying to do was like impress him with his drone prowess or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Girls love that. they live like one house over. <laughs> and so he's out there and he's literally like dancing around shirtless droning for fucking ever. It was two hours. And so finally, Dave, did they fuck him? Did it work? They're lesbians. <laughs> he's 60. Like he's 60 and weighs a buck 10. <laughs> he's like the least appealing. You've seen him. Oh no, yeah. He's <laughs> I mean, I don't want to body was, shame anyone, but that's not something to be proud of. Yeah, no. He I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't want to body shame him for that either, but he's also a revolting human being. So I feel fine shaming him for anything we want to shame him for. Whatever we want to shame him for. Right. Well, and he was so clearly like showing off. Yeah. And so um, at one point after about two hours, Dave lost it and he went over there <sighs> and was like shouting at the guy. And for Dave, for someone to push Dave, Dave too that far, far, that's It was incredible. a week's long ordeal and of course the guy's like you know i don't do anything wrong i can do whatever i want blah, 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 blah. but he's terrified of dave because dave's like twice his size yeah and so he's like getting his drone getting his drone and runs back into his house but then it's like all we do is talk about this guy and i'm so sick of him like i why am i even thinking about him you know like yeah. why so then i'm on my walk today and i'm like oh i don't know this guy and nah. You know, I just yeah. He and creates I, this little bubble of anxiety and anger, and 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 because I can't solve this situation, like what is going to solve this situation? I I have been thinking more like it's probably like media shaming. Like I have to somehow get local media involved, for even because that, like, people like that aren't capable of shame. Like I feel like the media could do something on him, and he would just double down and mm -hmm. be like. <laughs> like like he obviously craves attention yeah, he's doing it on purpose yeah he was very very much taunting us on purpose now that we have this yep this protective order he goes right up to the edge of it i mean it's and and it's like i think he's ordered more batteries so he can do it for longer because it yeah. used to be 15 20 half half an hour now it's hours at a time yeah he's just trying he has no hobby also it's no that like persecution complex which guys like have him like they want they want a, a, a piece of the like um persecution pie so bad yeah that they create scene scenarios where they can be like ah, oh, my rights are being violated and it's like Man, if you had just been cool about that drone, nobody would have even noticed it. Like right. you, the fact that you like are, he's trying to create something so that you finally will have to like escalate to the next step right. of like, I don't know what it is, suing him or whatever. Yeah, well, like, I can call the police and I can have him arrested. I have enough video proof that yeah. shows that he's breaking his protective order. But it all then falls back on me. That's what's so irritating to me because yeah. the, the police, I have called the police on him since I've had the protective order. And they said, well, what do you want us to do? And I said, I want you to tell him to knock it off. He's done. Like, quit it with the drone. And they said, well, you know, if if, if that's what you want to do, we can warn him. But just so you know, next time you call us, you, you have to follow through on prosecuting him. Jesus. So that means that I have to get a lawyer. Yeah. I have to produce all the evidence. I have to do everything. Like, yeah. And you also and, have to put a person in jail, which I don't even like. I don't even agree with. I'm like, I'm doing you a favor, and, dude. Yeah. Like, by not pursuing this. And if it was less work for me, <laughs> which it feels like, how is that? How is that fair or right? Like, I am the one that has to do everything. Yeah in order to for him to behave himself see this is why i think like so the cops have proven completely useless in this yeah like what we just hire a bouncer right yeah this at this point instead of getting a lawyer and all these other things don't we just hire a big guy to go like stand in his yard and break the drone <laughs> like, right. you know like no, don't, really, do we get I'm them, like, oh, saying, I guess do we I get really the mob involved? Solve, I have to solve this on my own because yeah. the police, they came. And then the, the the most remarkable part about it to me was I was like, well, I have a, a protective order against that against him. And they're like, well, do you have a copy of it? Like they don't have they can't even like 
call it up They're on so their useless. system. They don't have anything. And then they said, uh, well, the language here seems pretty vague. You know, is it uh, is he allowed to drive by your house? And I said, well, in the court, you know, discussion, it was clear. It was made clear that he wasn't supposed to drive by my house because he drives by still all the time. And um, they said, well, it's not clear in the protective order whether he can or can't. It doesn't explicitly say. It just says it has to stay 100 feet away from you and 300 feet from your house. So I'm like, so this whole rigmarole that we went through, but then they won't enforce it because they they don't, it doesn't say specifically that he, about the car. And it's so, and it so comes down to like what everybody's been saying is that the police don't ever protect people who actually need it, which is like women who are being harassed by guys, right. you know, like this guy has been like peering in your windows and being a massive, invasive, crazy creep, maced you. I'm just reminding in case people haven't seen and they're like, oh, this person doesn't like a noisy dr drone. Right. No, like this person has uh, assaulted you, has been spying on you, has been sexually harassing you and other women in the neighborhood. Yeah. And when it comes to the cops, like they're completely useless. And they're making it, they're like, well, you need to go print out the protective yeah. order. You, you need to, you know, and, and I said, okay, well, so you're saying that it's not clear in the protective order. It needs to be clarified. How do I go about clarifying it then so that you have this information next time you come? They had no idea. They have no suggestions for me. They're like, well, I guess you reach back out to the court. What? This is the guidance like, you're giving I me? have eight months of training. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't get <laughs> well, a degree in criminal justice. From the get-go, I was reading them the ordinances and telling them the yeah. laws. And they were like, well, we're not, we haven't been briefed on that. We don't know anything about that. Which also comes down to the fact that when they did go over there, he was another man. And yeah. men just protect each other all yeah. day long. That's yeah. what they do. Mm -hmm. I... I am so sorry that's all happening again still because with the protective order I thought well maybe he will finally just like all he has to do is like leave you alone yeah it's such an that's easy so easy. you're not you're not harassing him you want nothing to do with him all he all he would have to do is just leave you alone mm -hmm. not come anywhere near he you could go anywhere in the entire world except 40 feet around my property yeah literally anywhere in the entire world and he's still like and he can't past your house it. and can't do it no yeah no Ugh. that's so. so frustrating i'm so i i've already like today i've been so upset because i feel like men protect each other and like make allowances and are so forgiving of each other and and i feel like that's what the cops are doing to you and today well and they all know it which is why he doesn't change his behavior because he knows that he is entitled to do whatever he wants yeah. and that he will be protected. Yeah. And that the system is built for him. Yeah. So he, he can just kind of like, okay, a restraining order, right. you know, I had today, um, a, f a friend, not a friend, somebody I had been friends with, but I haven't talked to in a long time cause they haven't been very COVID safe, uh, a man friend. And I, he reached out to me today to ask me some comedy questions because he was like, Hey, I saw, um, he was talking to me about some comedians who recently got outed as abusers, as predators. And um, he was talking to me about these people, Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, Jeff Ross. You know, there's always a list. There's right. a running list. But this is who he was currently talking to me about. And then and, and I told I, you know, first of all, I kind of hate that. Like when people like I have, you know, I haven't talked to this person in like a year. And then they're like, oh, hey. What do you think about abuse in comedy? Same thing I always have thought that it's bad. Same thing any reasonable person would think. I've changed my... I've yeah, changed COVID my has really changed me. And now I'm pro-predator, uh, really into it. Um, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, what did you think I was going to say? So we, we were talking about uh, talking about Chris D'Elia in particular. And then he was like, well, you know, I listened to his podcast recently. And, um, you know, I, it, it actually really moved me. Uh, I ended up getting teary because, you know, he's a dad now and he actually like seems very like remorseful and um, remorseful is, for being a serial predator for decades. Yeah. Oh, and he's in therapy and like he's really working through some stuff. And I really connected with that podcast. And and I just texted back like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bye forever, I guess. Like, what the f why are you texting me? Do you think I'm going to praise you or confirm that for you? I'm like, some part of you knows you're a bad guy. So you're texting me either to fight with me about it because you're bored or because like some part of you wants to be talked out of it or something. I'm not, actually, I don't really know why he's texting me. So I was just like, no, that's shitty. And then he was like, I know, haha, but like, it's just funny because like, you know, he, he really presented a case and like, 
I can see how like it's kind of manipulative, but also there's some truth to him him like growing as a person and blah blah blah. And I was okay, like, can we just uh talk about this men be- only becoming human when they have wives and daughters? Oh my god, yeah. Like yeah, I, I don't need to hear any more times. No, he has somebody- kids now. Right. This is what he I has mean. Kids. Like. Like, so he can't be a human person. He can't have an understanding of humanity or civility or um, just just like basic skills. Yeah. Like human skills. Yeah. Until he has a kid. Yeah. And then we're all like, oh, well, he has a kid now. Oh, yeah. So clap, clap. Yeah. He was like, well, I just connected with it because like, you know, he has he recently just had two little kids and is was is older had kids later in life and he's like yeah he's like yeah you know like I just really connected with it because like he said you know he after becoming a dad it really mellowed him out and changed him and like I relate to that I'm like are you just based did you just basically admit to me that you're a sexual predator and you're retired you know like did you just basically tell me that and I I and then he was like oh well you know it's like this whole thing watching because I was like you have to understand I am not like, I don't care. I don't care that he had kids. I don't care that he apologized. I was like, I think men are just getting better at apologizing and better at being like, oh, I'm go- I'm in therapy. I'm working through. I'm really growing. When really, like, Chris D'Elia is a perfect example of somebody who, like, you know, grew up super rich and entitled, had all the time in the world to go to therapy before that and all the resources and all the money, didn't go to therapy until he got busted, looked like he might, might, might face some consequences. And then all of a sudden, like, has this grand epiphany that women are people and that 17 is actually a child. And like, because he has kids now, he and I'm like, I don't buy any of that. So then he was like, yeah, I've been watching all that stuff, like with uh, at the capital with the way they treated Jane Doe you know and the way and I was like how how are you how are you not connecting any of these like you're rape apologizing to me while you talk to me about another case where someone people were attacking a victim and not realizing like no you're on the wrong side still and it was so funny so I sent you the text because I was like these are ridiculous um because at the very end I was like yeah I mean obviously as somebody who like had their sexual assault very publicly and like denied and was dragged very publicly uh and then later had people come around to like hey sorry that during that i said that if you'd really been assaulted you should have gone to the cops you know not that i ever got an apology just sort of you know men in general now are sort of like acting like they're cooler i was like i'm not i mean i'm not obviously gonna connect with you or like agree with you on any of this and he was like okay cool well I gotta go shopping good catching up with you and I was like oh my god like as soon as I was like you know I've been raped and he was like I gotta go shopping (laughs) it was so funny it was such an annoying conversation I was so mad afterward because it's somebody who I haven't talked to in a year and I was like oh here like he came back into my life and I I you know I'm like oh maybe I miss this person I can't really remember maybe we should get together I was like oh let's bring the kids over come see the house you know and by the end of it I was like this is why I stopped talking to men (laughs) this is exactly why I stopped talking to them well because also you know it's almost like saying as long as at some point you get to the point where you're apologizing for the behavior then we forgive you but there, what what was the action like what was what yeah. was the redemption and, and it's almost like as long as eventually you get there then we're gonna give you a pass yes yeah. you know and, how and to me that means like anybody can look at that and say like well you know i can i can behave abominably for the first you know 42 years but as long as i come around at 45 and and apologize i'll be good yeah like exactly like all will be forgiven and it's like how long how long it was Chris D'Elia in purgatory? Two months? Yeah. You know? Like people were like, Hey, you don't get to be in this movie. Okay, get back here. And Brian Callen, like his Patreon, the month he got accused of rape, very credibly, uh, made nineteen thousand dollars. Like people were contributing to him to fight the rape allegations, which there were no legal proceedings, nothing happened to him, you know, like the the whole thing like the idea that men are being canceled for this this is also somebody when I sort of sat like I was very upset for a minute and then when I sat down and thought I'm like this person is involved in an organization in Boise 
someone from their staff sexually harassed me really bad a few years ago. And I went to them and said, hey, this person on your staff sexually harassed me. And they were like, he's a pretty good dude. I think that was just because he was drunk. And everybody on staff, the men and the women made a bunch of excuses for them. That person is still on staff. I'm no longer with that organization Mm -hmm. because of that. And so I was like, why was I expecting this person I know to be a rape apologist to be any better? And why would I even respond to a text? I mean, it's on me uh, ultimately that when they were like, hey, do you want to talk about rapists and comedy? I was like, do I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I just have a few minutes because I'm going to go shopping. Yeah, but. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna <laughs> shop, but then I do actually want to. Yeah, it's funny. I, it's funny, too, because recently uh, a comedian here, a woman comedian was telling me that um, some I'm not there was part of a Facebook thread or something that some guy hopped in. She was she was accusing someone of her sexual harassment in the scene. And that person jumped in and was like, yeah, whatever. You're just riding the humping EA train to success. And she was like, the what? And somebody was like, Emma Arnold. You're humping Emma Arnold to success, which first of all, <laughs> that is a sad train. This is not a success. I'm not even on a humping anybody to Am success train? train. You're on that Can train. I get on that train. Get on. <laughs> We're all humping Emma Arnold to success, which is what is funny to me about that is like, so she told me and we were laughing about it because first of all, I've never had sex with any comedian in Boise, male or female, never would. Uh, it's just too small of a pond. But then also like, I was like, how funny that this person assumes, this is a person who used to have a lot of power in comedy. Um, I assume, I don't know, actually know who this person is, but that's what people have told me. Uh, and who now doesn't, who assumes that because I got power in comedy as much as I, you know me, I'm a real big fish here. Uh, I, that, well, that I would use it to fuck the younger comics. Like they can't picture a world where I actually got power, the little bit I've had running festivals or shows or whatever in comedy so that I could create a safe space for women and for non-white people and for queer people. But like they can't picture a world where you aren't using that to fuck the young comics. Well, well, not just the comics. They're associating all power yeah. and getting power with the ability to have sex with people. Yeah. Where like that really doesn't occur like to a lot of people, women mostly. Yeah. No, I've never, I've never thought, you know, if I could just get rich and famous so then I could have sex with X, Y, Z. What? Yeah. Like imagine you get famous and rich and you become this amazing, you know, you become this rich, famous author. Like, do you go have sex with 17 year old boys? (laughs) No, no. But then turn that around and think of all these guys who are in politics, who are in comedy, mm-hmm. who are Matt in... Matt Gates. Yeah. Right now. The reason the guy, Von Ellinger, the only reason yeah. he got involved in politics was so that he could have power so that he could prey on young girls. That's it. That's it. That's it. And to impress other men, I think. Well, but that's of, of a piece. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I'm like, no, I, if I pretty much, if I want to have sex with someone, I can be like there would you should we have sex and uh you know you and it's it, not a power trip for you no it's not uh, it's <laughs> not even a hobby you know like and if somebody was like no i would be like oh well then why would i want to have sex with you that would be super weird i'm not gonna be like you know who i am <laughs> you know you know who i am right it's so so you mean you didn't have three uh boy children so that you could have sex with their friends no in fact really? I their friends are lovely people but uh just <laughs> you know pimply teenagers <laughs> like the idea that like i don't know it's just it's such it's so funny to me and then also uh she like ran it by a couple of people and they were like oh they meant metaphorically humping emma arnold to fame and i was like oh dang i almost kind of <laughs> wish that rumor was out there because i feel like it makes me sound like much more like terrible and edgy uh, than I am, which is my actual relationship with female comedians is usually sitting with them while they cry really hard <laughs> over something a male comedian has done. Well, you remember that this is actually a porn podcast. Yes. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> Keith, Keith, uh, one of our commenters, he always reminds me, but uh, <laughs> I do forget. Yeah, man, it just... <laughs> The humping EA train to humping success. EA. That's the next. That's the next Emma Arnold album. Yeah, the humping <laughs> EA. It's funny because it's the same as like one time uh, a comedian and I were uh, on a trip out of town and our show got canceled, so we went to the hot springs and like did a couple things. 
And I was like, let's just get a hotel. It's such a long drive back and it's dark and kind of snowy. And her uh, boyfriend had a fucking meltdown and was like, she's trying to seduce you. And I was like, <laughs> what? I mean, because he was like, she's bi. She's trying to seduce you. And I was like, oh, you just don't understand that like this is not how it works with women. That like, like I think men can't picture sexuality without coercion and no sex I've ever had with a woman had any feeling of coercion or danger or like power dynamic to it. Like it's so it's just funny because they can't picture a world where you aren't like, oh, I set this whole thing up to bang your girlfriend. I'm like, no, if I wanted to bang your girlfriend, I would just listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and it was so I just rub her feet yeah and buy her a soda I would just tell her how beautiful <laughs> she was all the time and uh yeah it's like it's just and he was so worried and so angry and she was in the bathroom like texting with him and she came out crying and she was like he thinks I'm having an affair with you and I'm like I wish we were and he called me oh I did he called me a pussy hound I almost named an album that Emma Arnold pussy hound because he said that I was a pussy hound and everybody knew it and I was like I don't know how much pussy you think I am getting, but it is a lot more or a lot less than that. A lot less than hound. It was kind of, so you heard it here. Emma Arnold. Pussy hound. Pussy hound. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that I'm humping the EA train to success. I can't wait for that to come to fruition. I know. I don't, I'm like, I'm not even successful. I'm, I'm not, just, I'm just so glad that I can um, finally not just rely on my own, abilities ingenuity that kind of thing yeah like i can just you know hitch hitch my wagon to your star that's yeah thank god yeah that's something <laughs> i guess you're right i didn't even think about that like him completely devaluing this person's work and effort and like she's a very very hard-working comedian and just just being like you're fucking emma arnold for fame and it's like <laughs> or alternatively she's very funny oh, yeah yeah love it love the marginalization yeah it's been nice that's uh, that's why you know i don't know if you saw like for the last couple years um it was especially pre prevalent in my um friends in la everything was like i call it daddy culture daddy like daddy earrings daddy t-shirts daddy like uh, like all these girls who would like tweet things about daddy like i don't know how to describe it other than like constantly there everybody in la for a while and new york had a joke with like calling someone daddy like it was always is like daddy culture and it seems to be kind of on the way out it's what caused coronavirus is mm. <laughs> i'm pretty sure is this weird <laughs> obsession with daddy culture um and like older guys were and then and then it kind of flipped around where like women were calling themselves daddy like i'm daddy blah 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 um so i'm like what about mommy huh let's do mommy culture for a while <laughs> it makes people feel weird but i feel like daddy <laughs> culture is worse because probably your dad wasn't that involved <laughs> He doesn't deserve hope earrings. No. Mom culture is where it's at. I want everything to be like, mommy, fuck me. <laughs> like, I want that to be the gross new thing that young women do and have like the mommy, mommy, mommy t-shirt. That's what I want for for Gen Z. It's gross I, mommy culture. There was culture. some kind of a like TikTok thing, which I'm not on TikTok, but I heard of it through a podcast that was about like everybody has daddy issues, but like the real badass uh, women have mommy issues nice that's nice <laughs> and Ooh, i, was I like, like that you're right i do not have daddy issues but man i have mommy issues big time. <laughs> yeah i mean let's get into mother's day shall we shall we dig right into mother's oh, day oh shit what'd you do um well i was alone because that sounds like heaven as a step parent you are non-existent yeah as a stepmother it, like you are like there is nothing about you that gets celebrated that ever. sucks that's it's like sucks. you get all of, you, know, you get to do all the parenting work you get to do all the support stuff but nobody acknowledges you yeah i d i did get acknowledged from dave and Bodie because i threw a fit the first year i was like oh my god i've been full-time fucking parenting and literally nobody acknowledged it at all yeah so now they do nice things for me Bodie got me um like 10 tons of bath salts <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And just an industrial bucket. It was really it was like the this giant heavy box of of different bath salts, which was nice. And he got me a candle and wrote me a cute card. Um and then Dave went out to his mom's. So I was alone, which was really nice. Um and then I guess Bodie came back. 
I, I couldn't understand. Like his mom came and picked him up on Saturday night at, late and then brought him home at like five on Mother's Day. And oh, uh, yeah, sir. Get him. Dave. Dave just arrived. Dave's in the house. Hi, Dave. <laughs> I hear Dave you. I hear you. I hear you went down the street and threw down the other day. <laughs> I love to hear it. Alex, Alex is over here. You guys can have boy time. You guys can go beat up an beat up an octogenarian or something. <laughs> no, but I I feel like a Mother's Day has gotten really political over the well. Political is the wrong word. Just like everybody has something to say about mother's day yeah. more than i ever remember them having it used to be like oh you get your mom a card and that's the end of it and now it's a lot of like we're really trying to take care of other people's pain and we're trying to acknowledge the complexity of what mother's day represents and who gets to celebrate it and who doesn't want to celebrate it and so like there's so everybody had some comment about mother's day yeah and i I texted my mom and got her a card and um, had the same uh, interchange with, with her that I always do, which is I try and come up with something really nice and genuine to say because I have a really hard relationship with my mom and we don't necessarily share those kindnesses with each other very much. Like we fight a lot and um, we avoid each other. <laughs> so I always try and come up with something really sincere and flattering to her. And then inevitably she's like, I don't recognize that person that you're describing, but that's really nice of you to say. And of so course. she like, of course. and I'm just like, oh fuck, you know, like I just struggle with it. I get the card and I look at it and I think about it and like what I'm going to say. And then she's just like, that's not who I am to you. <laughs> and you're like, I was going for a moment of vulnerability. Now I remember why I don't do that very yeah, often. And I'm like, you're right. Cause I don't talk to you like this and I try to on mother's day, but it always falls flat. And then I just feel really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and she always sends me a mother's day card now because I'm a stepmom, and that feels weird because I'm like, you don't, you don't want to have this exchange with me about you. And then you're like, I feel like you're yeah. coming into my lane on it. Yeah. She's all, <laughs> she's like flipping the lazy Susan back at you. Like, ha, ha, ha. so yeah, I officially don't give a rat's ass about mother's day and I sort of hate it. Me too. I've always hated it. Um, it's been a very stressful day for me from the beginning. Like it never got celebrated when my kids were younger by their dad. Um, I, one year he got me some hair things, uh, some like little hair bands that were something that he saw in another woman that he thought would look hot. And he wanted me to like cosplay for him. <laughs> some some like Native Native American hair things that I was like, these are both appropriation and also my feelings are hurt. So thank you. So he never really did anything. And then um, and I had for a lot of years, a really complicated relationship with my mom. It's kind of the same thing where she wanted more affection from me. And I was always kind of like, ah, no, no, no. Um, this year. And then also like a couple years, we had that thing where, um, you know, the first, the first year that the kids had a stepmom, uh, my ex for the very first time did something for me for mother's day, which was send me a bunch of videos of her eating pancakes to saying, this is what a real mother looks like. And I was like, she has literally been in their life for four and a half months. <laughs> but he sent me a ton of videos of her like, this is what real moms do. This is a real mom. And I was just like, and I cried and cried and cried all day. So all then, it takes is eating pancakes? Yeah, I had no idea. I'm a waffle girl. So you can see where I fucked <laughs> I know, up. I was going to say like, I'm a, I'll do the omelet train, but yeah, <laughs> pancakes? It's, I mean, I didn't know. I, I didn't realize it was such an easy gig. It's funny because I wish... I wish she and I had a better relationship because, and I almost like he and I were talking about something and I almost said, Hey, wish her a happy mother's day, but we don't have that relationship. But because I really appreciate her, I don't appreciate him a whole lot, but her, she is the one doing a lot of the hard shit. And she and I are doing a fairly good job raising three kids. I wish we should have gotten married. <laughs> honestly, why not? Um, but she, you know, she, there's a lot of animosity on her end for me. Um, but I, I think that's too bad because I actually just like really appreciate her. But this year, um, the kids weren't supposed to come back until five. My ex had asked, do you want the kids early? Um, and I he that's part of the reason he thinks I'm a bad mom is because I'm like, no, it's Mother's Day. I want them to fuck off. <laughs> uh, I have them all the time and I've been 
I'm smothered in parenting and I have three teenage boys. They're not thoughtful. They aren't like, we, we appreciate you. We love you. They're like, mom, we're out of taquitos. You know, they don't do anything nice. Henry, that's not true. Henry usually does something nice. Um, but the other two have never noticed or even hardly said anything. So I, every year I'm like, no, I don't want them because he drops kids off on Sunday. Uh, and I'm always like, no, I don't want them early. So we went over to my mom's for a bit, which is hilarious because my mom is still being very COVID safe. So she and all my aunts and my great aunt were there. And my mom had set us up in the backyard and everybody was like 10 feet from each other, which is great because everyone in my family is very hard of hearing. So it's everybody's <laughs> just yelling and then going, what? What? What did she say? What? And at one point I said, why are we 40 feet away from each other? And my mom goes, well, I guess if you feel comfortable moving in and you want to risk people's lives, I guess that's fine. I was like, okay, we'll stay where we're They're at. They're not all vaccinated? Everybody's vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Still, my mom is not having it. So, and I have said from the beginning, you have to meet people where they're at yeah. as far as comfort. So if my mom's, that's her level of comfort, I've respected that this whole time. But it was funny because even at one point I was like, um, can I use your bathroom? She's like, we're still having people pee in the yard. I was like, okay all right so i had to pee in the mud pee in the yard also i got in big trouble because um my mom and my aunt started collecting starbucks cups about 10 did i tell you this already no No, this is fascinating so about 10 years ago my mom and my aunt ran uh my mom's retired now, but my aunt still does a smoking cessation program. They help people stop smoking. They're really good at it. My aunt has probably saved tens of thousands of people's lives. She's so amazing and talented. My mom has helped her so much. They are not good marketers, though. Okay, their marketing is just bad. So, so it's every, like a small business. It's a small business. And my aunt, you know, she has co- contracts all over the state. She works so, so hard. And she really, I mean, she connects with people and her program is incredible. Like she goes down to the Mayo Clinic to teach them about tobacco cessation. She should be famous, but they're not good at marketing, like I said. So instead they just have this small business. So they have this DVD that they that they made 10 years ago that they still are selling, even though we've been like, you gotta get an online pro, nobody even has a DVD player. So they're like kind of trying to like dip into the 21st century. So, um, 10 years ago when they were making the DVD, my mom had this brilliant marketing idea that uh, they should start saving. They would get a lot of Starbucks cups or Starbucks while they were working on the DVD and that they should start saving all of the Starbucks cups so that eventually they could make this like very funny video to give to Starbucks of them like like showing how many my, my aunt had this idea that you'll show like the cups going from Starbucks to the house, like in a line or like you, you fill a car full of Starbucks and she gets out and all like all the cups fall out of the car when she gets out to show like how many Starbucks it took to take to make this DVD. So, so that they were saving them for like a year. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I know again. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, so is this so Starbucks will like, like have you come in and like teach their employees how to quit smoking like that's not a bad idea I guess and they're like no no we want to have Starbucks sell the DVD at the front of the line and I'm like so you want a company that sells addictive substances (laughs) to have a DVD about how to get off of addictive substances at the I'm like you hear how this sounds so I'm so and they, so they're still saving them yes, since because, nobody even uses the DVD player anymore. Yes. And they have never made this video. No, they've never made this. <laughs> so they have been saving the cups this entire. So also my family are hoarders really bad. So and organized hoarders, you know, like it's it's all organized. But my mom. So my mom and my aunt for 10 years have still been saving Starbucks cups. They probably have 10,000 or more Starbucks cups and they don't just their own. They get them from people like people know that they're saving Starbucks cups so that people will bring them so to they them. they like wash them they out. They wash them out and it goes in a shed that is dedicated solely to Starbucks cups, lids, stoppers and straws. And uh, they... They are insisting. So at Mother's Day, this came up. Okay, this idea. My aunt says to Alex, we want you to make the video. Oh, It could be really funny. She has an idea that she's laying in a grave and that we come with a backhoe or a dump truck or something and dump the Starbucks cups on her. And then she's like, and then we send it. This This (laughs) Yes, so crazy. So I'm like. I'm like, oh, you guys are still collecting the cups, huh? And my mom and aunt are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to make this video. 
And but what does this video have to do with smoking? No, ah, uh, nothing. It's and and that's why I'm like, I'm like maybe it's time to just like throw the cups away. And there's like dead silence at Mother's Day. Everybody's like, "What did you just say?" And I'm like, I'm just saying like, Mom is retired. You're looking to retire. You know, like it's probably pretty unlikely at this point that you're gonna land a deal with Starbucks because of a viral video. I was like, if you want to just make the viral video just because it would be funny and fun, like I'll help you. Cause they were asking Alex to edit it and help them with it. And I was like, no, I'm just going to hop in and say no. <laughs> because like, if you're just doing it for fun, yeah, uh, we'll help you do that. But like, if you're doing it cause you think you're going to land Starbucks as like a client or whatever, I just think maybe some, somebody being realistic about this. And it was like, I it was like I took a dump in the middle of Mother's Day. Everybody was so mad. Or like you took a dump in every single one of those Starbucks. Yeah, cups. everybody, everybody was like very quiet. And my aunt, Car actually, my aunt Karen, who I adore, she was like, "I've been saying it, I you know, from across the earth, I've been saying it, I've been saying throw away those cups." And my mom and my aunt are like, "Okay, well, I, it's a really good idea, and you just don't understand the vision of it." And I'm like, "What I understand is that like we're hoarders, and you've been hoarding Starbucks cups this whole time." So everybody was very mad at me on Mother's Day. Then, I mean, understandably uh, yeah. so. Wow. They were like, you're just, you're just shooting down ideas. You don't even really understand it. It's very funny. Alex, Alex, he wussed out. He was all, no, no, it's very funny. It's a really good idea. Yeah, I'll edit it. If you send it, send me whatever you got. I'll edit it. Yeah, because he knows like that it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's true. I could have just been supportive. I can't, though, because you know how it is with your mom. Yeah. You know how it is? You're like, this is crazy. You're like, that's You're stupid. Really <laughs> I'm going to be the one to say this to you. This is this is dumb. <laughs> And your mom's like, no, it's a really good idea. And you're like, you could have just let her have it. I could have just been like, cool. Let me know when you start filming. But I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So if you want to be in that video, there's a little bit of an acting. I, well, now I'm just choo, choo, we have get on to that do the train. video. And it should have nothing to do with um, smoking cessation. But no. yeah, if we could... If we could just do all sorts of scenarios where these cups fall out, it would be hilarious. I actually, I actually said I could see this us being able to make a very funny video with this like i'm completely but i also know my mom and aunt and i've worked and I've also done, that it wouldn't if they were involved it wouldn't be funny no because like every time i've tried to help them with marketing i've been like hi so this is the 21st century and this is what we're doing and they're like no 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 no. here's what we want and if you don't just kind of you have to kind of just be like okay sure yeah your thing so i they wouldn't let us do the funny thing that I think it would be very funny if you just like have escalating situations where the Starbucks cups are <laughs> falling out of things. I think it could make an amazing video, but they wouldn't let us ever get away with it. So, oh God, yeah, I had a conversation with my dad today because it was his birthday, and he was he was expressing, um, you know, he's always talking about the real estate market and the real estate market in other places, and so he was asking me about the real estate market in Tucson, and he's like, "How do you even know this information? Is this? Are you just like?" Can you find this kind of thing on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> He's never, I've never seen anything like this. I don't know how it's done. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, can you even imagine? I was like, what, how long have you been able to look up information about real estate? Like you're going to show your dad Zillow and <laughs> blow his whole world wide open. Your dad's going to be like. He literally thinks I'm a what? genius because yeah. I know what the like average Three two house in Tucson costs. Yeah. He's, He's just like, like just a realtor. <laughs> I swear to God. That I mean, maybe you should never show him because he'll just continue being blown away by you, being like, Well, a four bedroom right now is gonna run you about four hundred thousand. Yeah. I, I was I was definitely impressing him on my real estate knowledge, but that's like when I showed my aunt how to enter in her contacts. Cause she was still dialing this is like a month ago, still <laughs> dialing people's numbers and I'm like you know that you have a whole thing here where you can just hit people's names and I put in her favorites and she was like, huh, well, and she's like, and then I saw her at Mother's Day fucking dialing. And I was like, no, I tried so hard. Don't you wonder though, what are the, what are going to be the things that you're just, like, at what point you're just going to give up? Because my parents yeah. did, were like early computer users and they had like an inventory for their business where they used a computer. And this was when I was a kid. So like in the 80s. But then once there was an internet, it like they kind of stopped and just they they're just like, oh, I'm not taking on any more technology beyond yeah. this point. 
And so I was like, okay, is this where I stop here? Yeah, where is it? What is it that finally you're like, I can't this do that. This is too much for this me This is now. too much. I feel like I hit that point um, when the kids were trying to make me do Twitch. Because they were like, no, no, Twitch is where it's at. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like a live streaming, blah, 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 blah. And I did it a handful of times. And I was like, yeah. and it's funny because we're doing the exact thing on YouTube that I did on Twitch. Except it was, I was supposed to be playing a video game. And it just was all very like, this is so many things. This is so many things I'm supposed to do. I have to perform. I have to make DV- I have to make DVDs. I have to <laughs> <laughs> I have to do albums. And I also have to be on Twitch. You have to watch me play a video game. I was like, this is just one too many things. I can't do it. I'm not doing this too. And they were like, no, you have to. You have to be on Discord. You got to talk to people on Discord. I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't have to talk to anybody on Discord. I don't have to. So, but that's like social media stuff. But like at some point you're going to give up on your phone and your computer and It'll just everything. Be, It'll just be like, get like- the eye implant. <laughs> Mom, get the eye implant. And I'm like, I'm not getting the eye implant. <laughs> Never. Yeah. That, what is it called? Retinal scans? Yeah. You're not going to do the retinal scan. I'm not scans? doing the retinal scan. <laughs> you know, in my day, we had a retinal scan called reading a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> my poor mom. She has been really wanting to go back to exercising now that she's vaccinated. And she's like, but now at the Y, you have to sign up online. And that, and she. Oh, it's just too. She, it was just. I wondered like how a they were doing barrier. That. There's yeah. so, such a barrier there. So she'll literally never exercise again in her life. <laughs> it's just. I just started. I started exercising again like two days ago. I have done yoga like every day of my life until the beginning of COVID, where I was just like, eh, I'm just gonna fall apart. I'm just gonna fall apart hard, uh, emotionally, mentally, physically. That's where I'm at. But I started like a like a few days ago. I was like, all right, I have to start doing yoga again. And I've been doing it. Uh, I've been wondering what they've been doing at the Y. Do you, if when you sign up, uh, do you get to see who else signed up? <laughs> do you get to be like, oh, these guys are hot. I'm going in. I'm going to go work out. Hotties are there. I don't know anything about it. And I offered to help. But then I quickly changed the subject because I don't actually want to help no. sign her up for swimming. That's rough. It's it. it and, and I said, you know, I think you just need to do it once and then it won't seem so intimidating. So many times I think these new technologies, especially you're like, well, I have to know everything about everything. Yeah. And it gets to be really intimidating. And so I said, just go on there and see if you can figure it out just one time. And and if you can, or, you know, you can call them and maybe they'll walk you through it because that's their job is yeah. to help people that like, you know, slow boomers like yourself. Yeah. They're definitely getting calls about this, so they can probably help you. Um, that's my parents like have never, they have no streaming services at all. They, that's why my, they think you can still, they still watch DVDs. They get, yeah, my parents get the Netflix, my parents get the Netflix delivery in the mail. Yes. Yeah. My, they have no streaming services. They have the same TV that we've had since I was a child. Like they haven't updated anything. (laughs) We've talked about this. My mom calls at seven on Thursdays Yeah, because on PBS, there's a show that she wants me to watch, but I don't have TV. TV. Yeah. I know we had to watch on like on Peacock or something like anything like that. But my mom's like, oh, you got to check out Nova. You got to <laughs> go find it somewhere on Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah. Mm. We're just in two different planets anymore. We always were, though, for sure. Well, what else you got? You got anything else? Well, we have an, an audience, which is super. I know. Weird. We have a, Dave's wandering around. <laughs> Alex is here. We usually like usually the second half hour is talking about you guys, so it's funny you guys are here because. <laughs> no, we've already talked about Drone Boy, which we usually talk about. We've already talked about kids and how annoying they are. So annoying. <laughs> yeah, we talked about comedy and how it's crushing my spirit. Um, talked about men, like we always do. Mm-hmm. Don't have any choice. Um, I, the only thing I still have is I have, uh, just a quick, you know, it's, I never think about, like, I have a couple of pretty toxic exes and I never have like, you know, it, this is the only time you ever miss them. I think is occasionally when you hear like a really good bit of gossip that only they would really connect with. And I wish there was like one day a year where you could like, there's, there's nothing else attached to it. There's no emotion attached to it. There's, they are not allowed to talk to you about it afterward. It doesn't open a channel. It doesn't mean you forgive them. You just get to be like, did you hear that 
Terry got his sister's wife pregnant. <laughs> Did you hear that? Like just one, I just want one day a year where you get to shit talk other people really, really quick. Like, cause you have like people in common that you used to shit talk. And I, I, I just want like, you know, like on June 1st, we all get a shit talk really quick for like a half hour with our exes. And then never again, we don't talk. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean we're friends. Nothing. I, I think that's the same day that of as um, get rid of your old underwear day. Yes. See, it is. We celebrate. Yeah. We've that's made June that 1st. a holiday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect. You so throw away all or. Your, you throw away all your own underwear and then uh, your old underwear and then I you think text you have to do ex. the X part first. Yeah. Because it's similar to the old underwear. It feels it feels like the same vibe for right. sure. Really residual. So June first, you're allowed to text your ex for a half hour. Any gossip. And then block them immediately again so that you don't. Engage. I don't have a single like. I yeah, can't. yours are dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was kind of missing the other day, though, is I don't have like a social circle like I used to have where you would hear things. I think you still yeah. have this where you would hear things about your ex that were like unflattering to them or embarrassing or and then you would kind of relish that you'd be like oh i'm so glad they're having a bad time oh i just check their twitter <laughs> every so often i can't i don't have any exes i'll just check and be twitter. like they look like shit <laughs> or if they do i don't know what it is but i was thinking i sure like some you know it would make me feel better to know that my you know some ex is really failing in like a really yeah. epic way that would be cool maybe you just need to maybe june 1st also you get a half hour deep dive in somebody's instagram you know somebody you haven't talked to in a long time you don't actually have any interest in, in i do have you one just ex be petty for a half hour that that horrible guy that i moved to tucson with um who left me in las cruces yeah and then uh, he had left a, a job situation where he had basically, it was like a terrible scandal, which of course nobody knew until after he had left. Like he had embezzled a bunch of money and and lost the, the, the organization a bunch of money. And then he went to another uh, organization in, t- in Tucson and within a year got fired, then moved to another organization in Bisbee, Arizona. And it was like two years ago that somehow... I think I think one of my friends sent me an article about how he had done the exact same thing at the third organization and they were Jeez. like taking legal action. <laughs> I was just like part of me just wanted so badly to contact like their board and say like do you have any idea that he's done this? Yeah. 3 times and that this guy is a total crook. Also he left me at a rest area. <laughs> was a also restaurant. would you like to hear this podcast <laughs> I, where I tell this story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I And so every once in a while I'll like Google him and be like, I wonder if he's in jail yet. Yeah. Wouldn't that be Should hilarious? Be. Yeah. Yeah. Fat fuck. I have I have um I just have a few I mean, yeah, I guess people, luckily for me, other people hate a lot of my exes as much as I do. So I have like little birds who will like share screenshots. Yeah, I feel stuff. like you get all this information about people that I know that you, that I was familiar with yeah. when you were dating them. But I don't, did you know any of my exes? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Did you know? Yeah. So you wouldn't, that's what I mean. They're not in the same yeah, they're social not in the circle. Same... So you don't get the goss. Yeah. I want the goss. The goss is nice. It's yeah. nice. I'm. I'm really enjoying a return. That's like the the last. Um, my it makes you it, it makes you feel like, uh, like somehow inadvertently you you really made a good decision, like a life yeah. decision. You're like, well, I got out of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I did do that for five years, but I also got out of it. Yeah. No, it definitely makes me go. Oh, <laughs> really dodged a bullet there, Arnold. <laughs> good job. Whew. Great, great work. Yeah, it's very satisfying. Also, I mean, in general, I have a lot of really good relationships with um, exes, too, who I'm friends with. And like, you know, you're making this sound like you've dated like 150 people. (laughs) So that's not inaccurate at all. Uh, Yeah, it's it's I told you it's a long train. And uh, no, I mean, I do. I have train. A dong train. Okay. No, the hump train. Oh, the hump train. (laughs) I thought you said dong train. I was like, it's not all dongs. The EA hump train. EA hump train. Yeah. (laughs) It's a long train, and I. Uh, but I, I mostly think am some of those exes were trying to get on the EA hump train. They were, and they're sad that they're off. Still, yeah, some of them. Yeah, so. they were riding that into the sunset, hoping. Oh, for into some, the success. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like, "I'm going to be famous too," <laughs> and then gotcha. You're I'm not even famous. You're a talentless <laughs> hack, and nobody likes you, and oh. you look like Nosferatu. <laughs> it's there's really nothing like having your friend hate your ex 
for you because you still get to be like, I wish I did know your exes so that I could be like, he's a stupid little troll man. <laughs> I mean, I guess I know enough, but I don't know them. Like I can't, I, I wish I could go down and find the guy who almost murdered you in the ocean <sighs> and then, and then like talk shit about him at parties, you know, peripherally and be like, when people are like, he's a good guy. I'd be like, oh, is he? <laughs> is he? Have you heard the life insurance refrigerator story? Like, I just want to be that person for you because it's so amazing to have that person who's who's yeah. mad for you. I do. I do have some of those friends, but they live in Tucson and they definitely would if they saw like every once in a while, my friend Renee will run into Ryan is who's the radio guy that lives in in Bisbee. And she'll be like, I saw his truck. <gasps> I, I recognize it. I could ruin his life there. <laughs> That's Done. true. I have you friends do. in Bisbee. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. I haven't I have looked into it. Famous friends in Bisbee. Oh, we'll wreck him publicly. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> I think Next time I'm doing a show down like, there, it'll be 40 minutes of Ryan. He is perfectly capable of wrecking himself. That's true. Like <laughs> sounds like he it. has just been in this epic decline. I mean, really embezzling. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Pick something cooler. Come on. Yeah, that's so weak. Embezzling. Um. Well, I don't have anything else other than uh, everybody's real upset because John Mulaney cheated on his wife with Olivia Munn. And um, I think that's so funny. People are upset about that because I'm like, comedians cheat on everybody. That is like a part of the job. That's like what we do. Like, who who looks at comedians plus, and they're like, also, notoriously faithful partners. Plus, also, we get Benefer again, which yeah. I feel like is the best possible outcome of COVID. Yeah. It's like we went through that whole year, but... At the end, yeah, there's this golden egg of Benefer again. That's all I. It's all I. You know, we've been waiting. <laughs> Who for that. even thought? I like. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, and here it is, just falls in our lap. I hear they're remaking Jiggly or Giggly. I don't know the name of that movie. Giggly. Just go Giggly. back and watch that that video for. I think it's Jenny on the block. Yeah, where he's rubbing oh, her butt. <laughs> Her butt on the boat. We could what have an that iconic again. moment. Yeah. We could have butt on boat all over yeah. again. It was worth it. COVID was 2022 worth it. is going to be all about butt on boat for me. <laughs> it's going to be JLo butt on boat. That's all. That's my year. Okay. Promises, promises. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening and watching. And uh, Alex will have the podcast up yeah. pretty quick. He's been on it lately. Um, anything, anything to plug? Anything going on for you? Get people excited for next time? <laughs> nope. I finished my grocery survey. I will be getting my $300 gift yes, card. Yes, grocery survey. Within complete. six to eight weeks. <laughs> I love anything to plug. I finished my grocery survey. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, fantastic. Uh, subscribe you? to the Patreon. I just going to tell people to subscribe to the Patreon because I lost a couple people the other day. Uh, I don't know why probably because I never fucking post anything and they're like well goodbye so but I'm just about to I'm just like you said I feel like the moon is different something is different I've been writing I've been like excited to get back like for a while I was like don't look at me stop talking to me but now I've been like excited to do comedy and like I feel like things are things are in the works things are going good I talked to my label yesterday and they are like ready to hit the ground running they want an album they want a special they want to do big stuff so I feel like we're it's, it's all happening Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love bye. You, bye.